The views expressed on the following program are designed to amplify those of the speaker and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. Coming up on today's experience, Devotional Diamonds of the Day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show, which have nothing to do with life, but a merry heart does make like medicine. Yes, the review of the Goofy News, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think. Think, think, think. Corn pop, anybody? Corn pop? Uh, life lessons for our faith that we could actually use probably won't if we sit on our blessed assurance. Probably shouldn't do that since we're supposed to occupy until he comes. Let's move forward in the faith. You can't stand still. You can't do nothing. You must move forward in the kingdom of God. Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? You know, I thought about this a lot, and I have come up with a definitive answer. Also, Bible trivia for uh, fake and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I will be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen, and we don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian. You know... When you have a system that you use for all your podcasts, like 3,100 hours plus, and for some reason they can't get back to you, so all the podcast information is on hold, and you're just sitting there going, you know, that's 3,100 hours. That's a lot of time. Anybody want to get back to me over this $9.95 issue? Uh, And the answer is no. So the real question is, how do you handle that? How do you deal with that as a Christian? How do you approach that? And yes, you trust the Lord, but the part of you that's going, really, really, can you just get back to me? Yeah, I know I'm the only one that ever goes through that. If you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, if you've got something you want to share, if you've got praise reports that you want to bless other people with, or prayer requests that you want to join, have other people join their faith with you, we want you to reach out to us and participate with us. Not a kvetch fest, but a place to encourage and strengthen one another as we see the day approaching. All you got to do is you reach out to us. You call 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you call 972-445-0770, you'll end up talking to Captain Chris. Let me say something about that. It's like a good night's sleep, but not because he's boring. It's just a good night's sleep. And then you will be...
little clarification there. I don't want people to lose that. See, I, you know, like, it's hard to get a good night's sleep, right? So talking to you is like, hey, that's like getting a refreshing sleep, which I could have used last night. Uh, also, you can reach out to us by text, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483, 214-210-8483. You can email us, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. Also going to send you to the website, which I have just told you and will tell you again. We are on a temporary hold on our podcasts because them guys don't know how to respond to an email. That's the primary reason, but uh, it's all a test of patience. Of course, I'm not a doctor yet, so I have no patience whatsoever. Here's the bottom line. The bottom line is the app still works. And if you want to drop off some prayer requests, that's a great place to do it. Nobody gets that information. It's private. And as well, a place to donate, an opportunity to advance the kingdom of God, to invest in the kingdom of God. Keep in mind the people that we have an opportunity to bless are being blessed because you enable us to do it, period. And if we can't do it, we can't do it. But we do the best we can with what we've got, and we ask you to participate in that. By giving, and the amount is not important, but the heart is. And if you can't give, but you want to give, we ask the Lord to bless you for that. Go to hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. I feel we need a definition for everything. <laughs> you need to come back behind it and go, that was. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's a big project, but boy, that'd be fun, wouldn't it? Okay. Uh, so there you go. We got things rolling uh, right off the bat. We're going to open up with a word of prayer. We want to pray for a couple people, uh, including the audience. So let's start with that. That's the way to go about this. Uh, we'll pray for Ukraine later in the show, but let's pray for some of the people that we have been praying for. Father, we come before you right now. Of course, we lift up Susie and we lift up Deborah and we lift up Mary and Gary and the people that are a part of us, Ace, as well as this young lady, Avery Rice, who has been through more stuff than any of us can imagine and she had to go through an induced coma and now she's you know we're hoping that it comes about and the mom is just saying please keep praying we really believe the prayers are working and we're asking you lord we're we're beseeching you we're knocking on heaven's door to say please extend your healing power into her life extend your grace into that family and let them not be afraid but be full of faith we lift up Avery to you just really pray that you'd bring that healing power to her and to our audience we have people in our audience that are hurting and we just ask you to cover them in your grace and your mercy be Jehovah Rapha be the God that heals and help these people and lift them up and fill them full of a, a new revitalized energy we pray in Jesus name amen and amen Okay, so that's the way we rock and roll, the way we do it on the show. We are in, by the way, for those that do not know, Psalm 18. I'm going to go back a step and then forward a step. A lot of people say, well, everything is absolutely sequential in the Scripture. No, it's not. <laughs> you know you know where it's not? Genesis 1 and 2. Genesis 1, Adam and Eve are created. Genesis 2 goes back before Eve was created. 
It's like it's the first two chapters. Wrong. Okay, so uh, we're going to kind of use that same liberty that the Lord gives us here. We had finished off last week, by the way, in regards to Psalm 18. And there's one really great portion, which I happen to really like. I don't, I don't think people are as uh, into it as I am, but it's eight, uh, Psalm 18, verse 6. It says, In my distress I called out to the Lord. I cried out to my God. He heard my voice from his temple, and my cry came before him even to his ears. Then the earth shook and trembled. The foundations of the hills also quaked, and they were shaken because he was angry. I happen to like that process where I think where I'm in distress and I call out to God that he's, his response is he's not happy. Now, he knows what's going on, so let's start with that. Let's not be weird about it. But he's not happy that we're in. Oh, boy, they're in trouble. Yay! That's not what's going on. He sees us in trouble. He gets angry. In fact, many of us believers think that God should respond to in, in his anger the way we want him to respond. Well, that's cute, but you're not God. God operates in the I'm not worried, you shouldn't be worried either mentality, and we need to function that way. But I want you to hear some of the rest of the description that David gives because this is imagery in the Word of God. So I want you to understand that this is how God feels. Now, he's going to rearrange our circumstances, or he's going to bring something into our circumstances that's going to bring about a change he wants to see. But it's usually, uh, oh, I wouldn't say usually, it's always in his system, in his method, and in his timing, not ours. But listen to the imagery that David captures regarding God knowing that we're in distress. Listen to this. Verse 8, smoke went out of his nostrils, devouring fire from his mouth. Coals were kindled. He bowed the heavens also, and he came down with, with darkness under his feet. He rode upon the cherub and flew. He flew upon the wings of the wind, and his... He made darkness his secret place and a canopy around him that was dark waters and thick clouds and skies. From the brightness before him, his thick clouds passed over with hailstones and coals of fire. The Lord thundered from heaven and the Most High uttered his voice, hailstones and coals of fire. He sent out his arrows and scattered the foe, lightning in abundance, and he vanquished them. Then the channels of the sea were seen and the foundations of the world were uncovered at your rebuke, O O Lord, at the blast of your breath of your nostrils. You just said this stuff, you're like going, wow. God seems irritated. <laughs> yes, but you're not catching why he's irritated, okay? For whatever the universal law is in the system, all of us have to go through a certain amount of whatever till we get to the last person that goes, yes, amen, I accept, I receive, and then do, 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 and everything else changes. But he doesn't like it when we're in distress, just like any parent doesn't like their child to be in distress. I, I have uh, grandchildren and children. I love them. And I don't agree with much of them, even the ones that are Christians. There's a lot, <laughs> a lot of room in there where you're like going, hey, guys, guys, read this, read this. Anyway, I still distress when they're not doing good, even if they're not walking, per it, it hurts me. It angers me as a natural father. How about your heavenly father? What I'm trying to connect you to is his 
connection to you in the process. Remember I shared that story about when I had shared all those bad things that happened to me and the pastor looked at me, he started crying and I'm like getting mad at him and it's like, he's crying and I'm like, oh, no, why are you crying? And he goes, this is how the Lord feels. It's like there's an upsetness in the parental realm and anybody who's a parent knows exactly what I'm talking about. That's how God feels for you. And he will make it right, just not the way you tell him to because Kids don't often direct the parents, do they? We'll take a short break and come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Don't go anywhere. Thanks a lot for all the blessing that you give me. Thanks a lot. But I want to get this specific scripture, and it's really important. It's Romans chapter 4, verse 18 through 21. It says this, Against all hope, Abraham in hope believed, and so became the father of many nations, just as it was said, so shall your offspring be. Without weakening in his faith, his faith he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead. Hey, was not... Oh, impossibility. God gave him a promise when he was 75. It didn't get to fulfilled until he was 100. 25 years between promise and fulfillment. God made sure he was good and dead before the promise came about so that when Isaac was born, everybody knew it's amazing. It's a miracle. Exactly. And and it wasn't that Abraham didn't know he was ha- he was old. He faced the fact that his body was as good as dead since he was about 100 years old, 99 before the conception took place. And that Sarah's womb was also dead. Verse 20, yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded that God had the power to do what he had promised. It doesn't say that Abraham went through this and turned around and yelled at God and complained. He gave glory to God. He knew God could do this. And he believed that the promise that God had given him was important. And he held on to that, even though facing the fact the circumstance was completely wiped out. Guess what? God showed up. I'm telling you right now, you can tell me all you want about circumstances and situations and your feelings and your processes, but I am telling you, when God shows up, according to Scripture and according to testimony, to the law and to the testimony, the Scripture says, to the prophets and to the testimony, here's what you got to be aware of. When God shows up, changes everything. And you're thinking, well, will that happen for Easton Scott? I hope so. But guess what? If my daughter spends her whole life believing and Easton's whole life believing that God can step in and this can change and that may yet happen, she's not done a bad thing. She's raised a child with this gracious hope. If God decides not to do that, instead of complaining about it, it's about giving glory to God, believing that he knows what is in our best interest, even when we don't understand. And yes, I get it. There are tough things. I went through a a, a myriad of tough things, and I'm surprised. First of all, I'm surprised that I'm still alive. Second of all, I'm surprised that the Lord brought me through any of them. I don't deserve it. I'm not worthy of it. But he did it anyway. Oh, 
Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas, where we're getting ready to offer up our very first trivia question. Who were the three Israelite? Nope, wrong one. <laughs> nah, I'm not doing that one. I'm doing this one. Hey, I get to change my mind. What was the name of the demon-possessed man who lived in the land of the Gerasenes? He had a name, kind of a weird name. What was the name of the demon-possessed man who lived in the land of the Gerasenes? If you think you know the answer, yes, it's a weird name. Uh, the demon gave the name, so that'll really help you. Uh, if you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. Yes, demons have names. That's right. That's how that goes. Uh, also, you can text in 214-210-8483, as well as you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. What was the name of the man, according to the demon, uh, that was in the garden, or was in the land of the Gerasenes? He was a possessed man. What was his name? That's the question. Answers are coming in. Answers on the phone coming in. It's all happening. Everybody's getting it correct. I had a feeling you guys would probably get this one. So uh, what we'll do is we'll put the person on hold for a second. And the reason we're doing that is I still want to do our DNA. still important to me every day that you guys be aware, highly aware, that doing our DNA, functioning in DNA, is a critical part of walking with the Lord on a regular basis. D stands for draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Daily. Just every day that ends in Y, spend some time with God. Bing. That's it. And never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Luke 9, 26. If you're ashamed of me and my words, I'll be ashamed of you before the Father. Bad call. Don't do that. And then A, always be ready. To serve. To serve. Which means, guess what? The universe is not about you. Ah! I have to remember that every single day I wake up. I go, not all about you, Dave. And then you know what helps me? The dog goes, if you don't open that door and let me out, you're going to be doing a lot more work. And so that just helps me remember there's other things and other other beings around that I have to be sensitive to. Okay, with that all said, because that was fun, we will go to our caller. Let's go ahead and do that. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hey, David, it's Samson. Hey, Samson. How are things going? Are you are you doing up? Are you down? Where are you at? Uh, I would say down today. <laughs> okay, down today. We're going to pray for you for encouragement. Let's go first for the trivia question, which I know you're going to know the answer to this. What was the name of the demon-possessed man, according to the demon's own uh, discussion, who lived in the land of the garrison? Uh, it's a military term called legion. That is correct, sir! It is legion! I'm always amazed. I've, I've, I've talked to people who have ex- got have gotten involved much more in the ministry of, you know, you know, helping people get relief from spirits and so on and so forth. And there's a whole theory there that if you ask the demon what his name is, he must tell you what it is or something. It's like a theory. And the problem with that, of course, is since uh, Satan is the father of lies, eh, that ain't true. <laughs> There are some goofy stuff out there. All right, my brother, what's going on? You're just down because uh, still looking for work, still looking for the financial boom. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. All right, I'm going to pray the Lord will bless you as your soul prospers. Is that cool? Yes. All right, let's pray. Father, we yes. come before you right now. This is our brother. 
And Lord, you know, it's not that we don't want them to win the lottery. We're just thinking, yeah, that probably might not happen. But what you can do, Lord, is you can prosper him as his soul prospers, as referenced in Third John. And we just ask you to do that, Lord, that you would bless him and lift him up. And Lord, it doesn't always have to be financial. He needs financial help, and you will help him meet his needs. But let him know by your hand and by your graciousness, by your generosity, that he is not forgotten by you and can depend on you. And that goes for everybody who's listening to my voice, that the people of God, you have not forgotten your people, but your timing requires certain elements of us being Christ-like, patient, trusting, believing, even putting our lives into your very hands. Help us to walk with that level of faith and appreciation and confidence, knowing the joy that's set before us. We pray in Jesus' name, amen and amen. 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 Hey, David, I need to ask you advice. Okay. Yeah. One of uh, Christian leaders, they made a decision. However, I feel like a that was made rationally. However, they put a spiritual spin. Oh, we prayed about it. So how to approach? Because it's, I still, like, it's been weeks, but still it's, feel like it, that wasn't the right decision. So how to address that? All right. So I'm going to give you my—now, this is not the wisdom. This is not— the wisdom of the Lord, because then I'd like a rumble. But you're a, a doctor. Behind. Yeah, not yet. <laughs> yeah, but I'm a doctor. No, but I play one on TV. <laughs> anyway, so the bottom line is when people make a decision and you're thinking, I don't think that's going to be right. I don't, you know, I don't see it that way. There's a tendency in all of us who see it maybe differently to want to communicate that's wrong. Unless God tells you to do that from a prophetic or a a spiritual uh, uh, connection point of view, you the best thing that you can do is pray, you know what, Lord, I see it differently. They say it this way. I'm not seeing it that way. But you know what? Let your will be done. Let your plan be accomplished. Even my—and then I tell the Lord this. My insight in this is not always perfect, and neither are theirs. So let it be manifested for your kingdom and for your glory as you see fit. And, and what I do is I pray that God's will would be done in that situation. I, there's a lot of people that say, well, no, you should confront them and throw things at them. And it's like, that's not exactly how the Scripture brings about differences in theology. What the difference in theology that's talked about in Scripture is there still has to be some basic components, right? Jesus Christ died on the cross. He was buried, and three days later he rose again. We have one heavenly mm-hmm. Father. We drink from the, the same Holy Spirit. If that person has a reason that they're not even discussing for making that decision, decision, you, you don't might not have all that information, so you got to be careful judging on mm-hmm. something you just don't know all the facts on. But you can always pray that God's will will prevail, because that's how Jesus taught us to pray. Yeah. Well, because my, my biggest, humanly speaking, my fear is, I want to serve them, but I felt like I, if I share this thing, what I feel like, that they would not give me a chance to even serve. <laughs> well, that that becomes a whole that that becomes a whole secondary issue. On is that then the place for you to be serving? I mean, that's uh-huh. just that's just a fair question, and you can bring that before the Lord as well and say, "Need some wisdom here, because I can't see going down this road and doing this, or I don't 
connect to this. You know, am I in the right place? Do I just need to sit still? That's when you ask God to give you wisdom. That's what the whole, you know, ask, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all men generously and without finding fault. And he's, God's not going to mm-hmm. blame you for seeking to do it right before him, but you got to seek yeah. him to do it right. Yes, that's what well, I would thank say. you, David. So, Doctor David Spoon, oh, yeah, thank you so very much. Yeah, that's the, the next thing you know, I'll be signing off and I'll be going. Thank you for calling the Doctor David Spoon Radio Advice Show. No, yeah, that's not happening. Yeah, we cannot replace Doctor <laughs> Phil to Doctor Spoon. <laughs> yeah, that, that's not happening. Okay. <laughs> Why right, not? No. Because he doesn't have hair. Nah, I, I, I don't. I can only give advice as the word tells. I can do no other thing. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, David, for right. at least let me laugh in my <laughs> downtime. God bless, brother. Thank you, brother. Bye-bye. God bless. Bye-bye. All right, so I just want to use this one other passage real quickly in this Psalm 18 thing. I just don't want you to miss this, and uh, we're not going to do the rest of it, but this part's really good. It says, he sent, he sent from above, he took me, he drew me out of many waters. This is uh, Psalm 18, verse 16. You should go to your Bible and look it up. Psalm 18, verse 16. He sent He sent from above. He took me. He drew me out of many waters. Have you ever felt like you were in water up to your neck? <laughs> I have. Uh, this morning when I was really mad and I couldn't do my— and I got up early enough. I had a—Noel I, I, got up at 4.45. So I, I got up a little later than that, although I was kind of groggy in the very, very beginning. But So I got up, I did, went to do my devotions, got caught up in so many different things, felt like there was a lot of pressure and a lot of—what's the word I'm looking for? Spiritual warfare or oppression to, to just eating into my time. So I just said, I'm going to separate this time over here, and I'm going to pray, and I'm not going to let anybody or anything interfere. And one thing that happened, and I, I've talked about this with the Word, but I don't talk about it enough with prayer. One thing that happened is, you know, I'm going through my process of prayer, which is probably different than other people's, but it's still got a similar methodology other than I talk to God just like I talk to you, only worse. And then uh, in the midst of that, in the midst of that, listen to what I'm saying, some of the heaviness, not all of it, but I'd say 80% of it lifted. It was so weird. It was almost like spending time with God going, you know what? You know what? Okay. I'm, I'm, you know, the horses have blinders. Don't they have blinders? They put them on the horses and the horses can't see. Too. It's like putting blinders on, shutting everything down and going, you and me, you and me. And when I was doing that, and it's almost like he drew me out of the, you know, the waters up to the neck thing where the water went more to the ankles. <laughs> I'm just giving you the best picture I can. And you might think, well, gosh, you should have got all the way out. Well, maybe, but I'd rather have the water at my ankles than a water at my neck if I feel like I'm drowning. I don't know. Call me crazy. It's just one of those things where you're thinking any relief you can get from uh, the oppressions that take place is fantastic. It's wonderful. It's grace. It's mercy. And that mercy is with the Lord. Sometimes the only answer to everything you're going through is to stop everything else, shut it all down, and spend time with the big G and leave it alone. He'll take care of the heaviness, okay? That's just a good piece of advice for all. All right, folks, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Going to take a short break, then come back. Don't go anywhere.
This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at the end of the year indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Or in Proverbs, where it teaches that a generous person will prosper, whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM. What is the David Spoon experience? Now, he's crying. Now, I was still of the mindset that men don't cry, okay, just so you can know. And I'm getting mad because it's my story and he's crying. And I'm thinking, it's my story. Why are you crying? That's what I'm thinking in my mind. And he's crying. He's apparently a good crier. I don't know what a good crier is. I learned after my dad died, but I mean, somewhat. But this is real. You know, he's sobbing. And I'm like, and he looks up at me after he's cried for about a minute and a half. And his eyes are red. And he looks at me and he says, this is how the Lord hurts for you. And that was it. Bam. It was like somebody just took a hammer and broke my hard heart and my, you know, my pride attitude and my, my over arrogance and my, my everything. Looking at that guy showing me crying and tears and, all I could think of was Jesus wept. The David Spoon Experience, weekdays at 2 on God Country, Texas, 770 KAAM.